Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, where we go deeper into the Sunday Gospels reading to help you influence the world for Jesus. I'm Father Rob Gallia. And I'm Danny Sullivan. And this podcast is presented to you by FRG Ministry. Welcome to episode two, season three of Catholic Influencers Podcast. We're very excited to come back to you with our Bible study and um, reflection uh, of the week of the uh, upcoming scripture readings, but also we're integrating a topic. And today's topic is... Chastity. <laughs> Chastity, which is a very interesting subject and um, interesting doing because it is so diverse. You know, it could be um, such an interesting subject for different people in different work, walks of life. So we're excited to talk about this, to, ex- to um, explore the word of God as well in this Sunday scripture reading. When you said that the topic was going to be chastity, I will admit I panicked a little bit. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to have to sit down with my older brother and talk about chastity to thousands of people. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but um, it's okay. We've talked it over and I think I'll get through it. I think you will. Yeah, it'll be You'll fun. thrive. You'll mm. thrive. <laughs> it's so easier it's, to talk about gifts and talents. <laughs> yeah. But as, as I said, we live it out differently. For, for me yeah. as a priest, it's lived out for you differently for you as a single person. I'm looking and hunting for, for someone <laughs> to, for someone to I was like, is marry. he going to make a joke? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and different for a married person. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, but we, it's all, there's something that is so much in common as well. Mm-hmm. It's about, yeah, focusing our hearts and making sure our hearts are in the right place. Yeah. But so. thankfully, I think we have like 10 minutes until we have to get to that. So we'll yeah, just yeah. start with scripture. <laughs> but the scripture comes into it. So even our topics, the topics we've been choosing yeah. have um, very much got to do with with what the, the is being said in the scripture this week. And again, this is the purpose of, of what we're doing is that you go to Sunday Mass and you are even more informed than the priest, that you are there and you know what is going on. You've studied the scripture, you know the scripture, you love the scripture and you understand it. And and sitting in the pews, not just paying attention to even as it is being proclaimed, not only during the homily, but even as it is being proclaimed, that it will become a rematos Christi. It will become a more an imprint of Christ in your heart um, as the word of God is opened for you. Let God speak. And this is one of the things I do before the readings, you know, even when I'm listening to the first reading and the second reading, I'm usually proclaiming the, the gospel. But the first reading, Psalm, second reading, I pray, Jesus, open my heart. You know, I've studied it. You know, I've reflected on it. But speak to me. Speak to me. And you know what? So very often I give them, I've prepared my homily. It's very well prepared. But then I stand. <laughs> Danny's not so sure. <laughs> no, it I, is think, well I think prepared. your homilies are very well prepared. But um, anyone that's been to a mass that Father Rob has celebrated and said the homily for, you will know that he walks. Yeah, I walk a lot. Back and forth throughout the whole homily. So they might be prepared, but I'm just constantly worried you're going to trip on the alb or something. (laughs) Or or a child that walks to the front and trip over there. But uh, one of the things that I always go for, I listen to, I say, God, speak to my heart. And very often I bring out a point that God had spoken to me as I was listening at that moment um, that I hadn't even prepared um, um, before. But let's go through the scripture. Um, let's let's have a, a reading of what God is going to to tell us this this coming weekend. 
The gospel this Sunday comes from Matthew chapter five, and it actually goes from like verse 20 to 37, but to make it, you know, readable um, in mass, they've shortened it just for like little particular verses. So it might not sound super long, but it comes from, yeah, Matthew chapter five, verses 20, and then a few others in between to 37. And it goes... Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard it said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with a brother will be liable to judgment. You have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Again, you have heard it said to your ancestors, do not make false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. So there's a lot there. And it sort of reminds me as well of, of the standard that, that Jesus is trying to raise. Uh, again, Matthew is about... Uh, And the audience is a Jewish audience. So they come to this place where Jesus is talking to this audience and again, expanding on um, perfecting what Moses has proclaimed. Okay, so it's just Moses told you this much, but I'm going to tell you this much more. It's not just the bare minimum. It's not about the law, but it's about relationship. It's about going deeper. And so he talks, let's talk about two things that he talks about. First of all, is the, is the forbidden anger. He says, and it not only do not kill, but even sort of if you have anger and, and, and you're, you're upset with your brother almost, that, that is just as bad a sin. Well, this is sort of a bit harsh, but this also reminds me of sometimes... Uh, I don't know, hearing confessions, and I'm not breaking any confessional secrecy here, but sometimes you get um, people coming in to, to confession saying things like, hey, Father, I don't have any sins. I've never really killed anyone. And they tell me all the things. They tell us all the things that they didn't do, including kill someone. And I'm thinking, thank God, I feel safer now. The fact that you've acknowledged the fact that you haven't killed anyone. But it's not about that. It's not about the things you don't do. But there's the, also the sins of omission, the sins of, of not doing the, the, the great things that God has called us to do. Yeah, so it's not about the things that we don't do. And I think that's like you were saying, Father Rob, um, just the difference between Moses and then Jesus coming and kind of teaching again on this Sermon on the Mount. You know, Jesus comes and acts with his divine authority to teach. Mm-hmm. So the Mosaic law was to kind of establish and maintain the nation state in the land of Canaan. So that was, you know, to keep order and people do do this, don't do this. But then Jesus comes and makes it personal. He makes it about the heart. He makes it yeah. internal and about that relationship with God as his, it's his prerogative. He has the right, the godly right to teach that. Um, but here he talks about this. I think again, coming into context, Jesus is not saying that if you get angry, you are going to get the same condemnation as if you kill someone. It's not the same level. It's not, it's not what he's saying. What he's saying here is what we put into our hearts because even though we don't kill someone, we can still fester an anger that is so deep that distracts us from the purity of our hearts. And Jesus is all about the purity of heart, about setting our hearts and focusing on Jesus 
focusing on the Father and letting nothing distract us from this. And one of the greatest things that can distract us from the love of God is anger, is frustration, is a lack of, uh, of forgiveness, is, is this thing, this need for revenge in our lives. In fact, he talks here, the Greeks would talk about two types of anger. The first one is, uh, is it's thumos, which is an anger, which is like a fast passing fire, you know, like we just had all these um, fires across Australia and there were big fires that destroyed so many things. But there were also destructive fires, which we call grass fires that pass so fast, but they don't, they, they don't burn for long. So they pass through uh, and they destroy, but they don't fester in that same place. So that is what Tumos, it's a fast grass fire that's passing quickly. But then there's another fire called Orge, which is a, a slow fire. It's an anger like when, for example, the eucalyptus trees burn here again in Australia because they're full of oil. It burns and burns and burns and seems never to go off. It's, and he's talking about this. This is what Jesus is talking about here. Don't have this Orge fire. The tumos is something you're going to go through. You know, you're going to be angry. Jesus himself was angry and turned over tables. You know, he's not saying don't be, not be angry, but he's saying don't fester in that anger. Don't let that anger consume you. It's a slow anger that broods. That The thing is, it's a fast fire. Tumos comes through and you're almost helpless in it. It's a feeling. But orge is a fire that you don't let go of, that you're saying, no, I, I, I will never forgive you. I will never let go of this. I will, I, I will never stop being angry. It's a selfish anger. In fact, there are some verses as well in, in James 1.20 and Colossians 3.8, which talk as well about this, about not festering this anger, not letting this anger be in our heart. And so this is what Jesus is forbidding, an anger which will not forget. And it's like a poison. And I think it was uh, Mahatma Gandhi. I love this quote, which he says, he says, um, a lack of, of letting go of forgiveness, a lack of letting go of, of anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. But at the end of the day, it's going to kill us. This anger, this passion of anger, um, which we don't let go of, eventually will, will destroy us. And that is what Jesus is condemning here. And I think that reflects that, you know, Jesus is making this personal. It's not this outward anger where you walk down the street and glare at someone that you're mad at, but it's holding that anger in your heart. That's, you know, that's what he's saying is wrong, but it's not the only thing in your heart. Like, you know, he's really calling in this sermon to have a purity of heart. Like don't, you know, don't be angry at your brother for, you know, long, like forgive, let go of that. But then also it comes to committing adultery. It's not just yeah. going and having a, you know, relationship outside of your relationship, but it's don't look at people, you know, others lustfully. Mm. So he really is bringing home that it's not this, all these outward laws that the Jewish people would have kind of been focusing on, but it just, it's bringing it into their heart personally. Yes, and sin doesn't, you know, the act of sin, of killing someone, the act of, of committing adultery, doesn't happen in isolation. Or you, you have a pure heart, everything's fantastic, and all of a sudden, boom, you, you kill someone, you know? There's, there's a festering of anger, premeditation. There's that thing of, of letting the poison basically come into your heart. And sometimes it manifests in sin, like in, in murder and in adultery, but many times it doesn't. But it doesn't mean you, it, your heart is not poisoned. 
And so this is why we need to purify this. And Jesus tells us not to do these things, not because he doesn't want us to have fun, but because in any sin, whatever it is, he tells us this, but not because he wants to take away um, our freedom, but he says this because he knows it's going to destroy us at the end of the day. It's going to take away our freedom of, of, of joy and of peace and of his presence as well. And I, as a, a person, I'm not satisfied just living in the peace of God. I want to live in the presence of God, in the fellowship of God. And sometimes, the, uh, I think in Galatians, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit because when in grief, the Holy Spirit, in a sense, turns, turns away from this fellowship. But there's this second part as well, the forbidden desire, which it talks in Exodus 20, 14. It says, do not commit adultery. And the Jews took this so, so seriously. In Leviticus 20, 20, it talks about basically um, killing someone who has committed adultery. So they were caught having adultery, as there was the story, you know, of Jesus um, intervening when this woman was caught in the act of adultery and they were going to stone her. And Jesus intervenes and says, hey, sort of, she's sinned. Yes, she's come to this place where she, she has sinned, but you guys have sinned in your heart as well. And those of you who have, have never sinned, then throw the first stone. And he just proved that there was festering of sin inside our heart as well. But now he's saying even the thought of adultery is, 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 is just as despicable now, he's not talking about, again, a fleeting, lustful thought. He's not talking about looking at someone and being attracted to someone, having thoughts about someone. But again, it's that festering, that holding of those thoughts. Those, you know, like, um, there's this thing that uh, um, someone goes to confession again and says, um, that the priest asks, um, sort of, can you help me with my confession? And the priest says, have you um, entertained lustful thoughts? And the penitent says, no, no, they actually entertained me. <laughs> so it's about, <laughs> it's about them. Um, it's about being entertained and allowing these thoughts to entertain you as opposed to entertaining them um, for a fleeting moment. And so this is, again, it's not that it's right, but this is what Jesus is talking about here. Um, he's talking about those persons who, to, who look at another person with a deliberate intention of lust, of using that person, of objectifying that person. And I guess like the epitome of that in today's culture, it's a huge problem is pornography. Absolutely. And, you know, using others for sexual like relations just because you want that pleasure. You want, you know, those feelings and you want that entertainment like you were saying. It's a selfish thing, using, mm. objectifying that person yeah. for, for your own good. And so, again, coming back to that scripture, blessed are the pure of heart. It's not about, again, a purity of heart of not ha ever having a lustful thought, never having a thought of anger. But it's, it's about focus. Don't let these lustful thoughts, don't let this anger refocus you. Take away your focus and your passion and your desire for Jesus. Don't let the passion and desires of the world take away your passion and desire for, for Jesus. And because at the end of the day, God wants us to be free, free from the slavery of anger, free from the slavery of lust as well. 
And one thing that I'm just thinking of now is that like, yes, God wants this freedom for us. And the more that we align our hearts to his will and that purity of heart, the devil's also going to work and he disguises sin. He disguises it as things that, you know, we think will will make us happy or we think we need. And he's very good at doing that. And as humans, we buy into it. So it's all about kind of being aware as well. Like, is this reflecting, you know, what God wants in my life or not? Yes. And like, you know, as Christians, we will be tempted in so many ways. So it's just about being aware as well about, you know, making that decision like, yes, I want to be pure of heart. And then just asking for God's grace to protect you from, you know, those temptations that the devil is just going to throw at everyone. Exactly. And it's about, again, focusing where we want to be in our life, where we want to go in our life. And then every action focusing, pointing towards that. But now we come to the topic is uh, again and in a song for us this week for the for yesterday. Let's talk about sex, babe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, maybe that's a good song, but maybe not for this. <laughs> but um, the, I don't, I don't have a song this week. <laughs> but that song makes sense in a sense because it's not necessarily about sex. Yeah. Chastity is not only about sex, exactly, it? which again, we'll find out. But you, I remember we it was at ACYF Australian Catholic Youth Festival, and one of the MGL missionaries of God's Love sisters was talking you know about I can't remember what the topic was I don't even know if I went but the name of it was let's talk about sex baby so I Mm -hmm. think every teenager at that conference went to that (laughs) because they're like what (laughs) they want to talk about sex and sex is a awkward subject but it's also a very real subject it's a taboo like especially in a christian world or whatever but it's a reality that we think about sex that we think about um the our passions and things like that but the thing is we need to focus them we need to focus them to be used for us again to become saints the saints that we're called to be and to live a chaste life doesn't mean that you don't think about sex it doesn't mean you don't think um about intimacy but it's again focusing those to- thoughts to to the purpose of our lives, and that's what chastity is about. Um, I, the first thing is that to understand there's a difference between chastity and celibacy. Okay, we are every single person in this world is called to chastity. Everyone, okay, no exception. But not everyone is called to celibacy. Okay, chastity is not what the world thinks and very, the movies portray it as wearing a chastity belt, not having sex. It's not. That is not chastity. Okay. Chastity is about a right focus of our sexuality, a right focus of our sexual energy even. But then there comes to this point of um, you have to direct chastity differently in a marriage, um, differently in when you're preparing for marriage and differently again when you've taken a vow of celibacy. And so when it comes to celibacy, we are abstaining for the rest of our lives from sex and and from uh, committed relationships. And so we need to direct our energy uh, and and our focus. But it is not easy. It's never easy. Celibacy and, uh, and chastity is never easy. But it is a battle worth fighting for the sake of the peace in our hearts, for the sake of the wholeness that God promises us. And I think part of that promise is that, you know, we're not just a soul that's kind of housed in this body for our life on earth. And there's, I don't know if everyone has heard of theology of the body. So St. John Paul II, St. JP2, um, he 
gave papal audiences for five years, you know, on a Wednesday, whenever he was at the Vatican. And he kind of addressed this topic about what it means to have a body and a soul and what that looks like for humanity. And then when all these papal audiences were finished, they got compiled into this document called Theology of the Body. It's a really long document, but it's it's full of so much goodness. So let me try to summarize it. This is more or less <laughs> what JP2 would have said if he was a 20-something-year-old. Yeah, because he was Female. a philosopher. Like he yeah. was really complicated. Yeah. He was a clever man. Please read his stuff and don't take my word. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are a lot of uh, amazing pop theologians who have brought it down to sort of a youth level and like Christopher yeah. West and... Um, yeah. Amazing. Else? Yeah. Anyway, um, some amazing. There's like a whole series by like Ascension Presents and stuff as yeah. well. So it's like, it's very well talked about. And pretty much the summarized version is that, you know, we're, we are created by God. Um, we're made in his image and likeness. That's one of the first things said mm. in the Bible. Like Genesis one twenty six is we're made in God's image and likeness. And we know as Christians that God is love. That's the the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, is this communion of love. Mm-hmm. So we are created um, by God for love, in love. And that means that in our hearts we have this God-shaped hole that we, we need to fill and only God can fill that. St. Augustine says, you know, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. But And as Christians we know that it's God that will fill that. But our humanity, um, just our fickleness, sometimes we look for other things to fill that hole. And that's where sin comes in. That's where greed and lust and all these other sins come and try to fill that hole. But it won't work. Um, But when we acknowledge that there is a hole that only can be filled by God, we walk with the Holy Spirit. And that's where this purity of heart becomes, I don't know, maybe a little bit easier because our focus and our direction is all aligned and our walk will reflect that relationship with Jesus. And part of that is that we are, you know, on this walk physically, we are a body and a soul. We're not one or the other. We're combined. We're the two. And one thing that St. JP2 says is the body and it alone is capable of making visible what is invisible, the spiritual and the divine. And I love that. I just think that, you know, this is where chastity doesn't always become about sex everything our body does reflects the spiritual side, reflects our soul. So the way that I talk, the way that I dress my facial features, I have a terrible habit of, well, I don't know what what we can call it, but I look angry all the time (laughs) and I look very unapproachable and I'm nice, but people don't think that when they look at me because my resting face is very (laughs) bland. It looks angry. Why is she angry at me today? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's not that I'm angry. I'm just thinking probably. I'm doing maths maybe. I I think I have the same as well. I have a a resting worry face. Oh, yeah. You're very concerned all the time, whereas I just look like I don't want to talk to anyone, (laughs) which Which is true. (laughs) No, I I look very unapproachable, but I I like people. Um, (laughs) But even that, like, you know, that's something that I'm conscious of when I'm walking. I try to put a slight smile on and it has to like all the effort in the world because I know that that reflects who I am. Like I, I want to be approachable and happy. My face just doesn't. (laughs) Um, but this is, you know, the body, my body reflects my soul, reflects my spirit. Everything that it does is a reflection of who God is in my life. And that's Mm. why I think chastity is so important because it's not just 
as just like as I said, it's not just sex or not having sex. It's no. everything that our bodies do. Again, it's Matthew 5, 8, the purity of heart. It's about setting our hearts pure and letting our bodies follow that purity as well. What do you want in life? If, if, if you want, um, for example, to be celibate, which you call to celibacy as well before you get married, you know? And so this, then you have to also train for that. You have to discipline yourself for that. Again, it's not that you're not going to have thoughts and, and um, want to, to be distracted from these things, but it's about disciplining yourself to, to come to that place of focus, that place, place where you are at peace with yourself, at peace with where you want to go in life. And sometimes there are these distractions, like you did mention pornography before. There are these things that, so that we do entertain and that we are entertained by our lustful thoughts. But sometimes we have to refocus our mind to focus on the things that we want and God wants for our lives. And sometimes to make radical changes in our lives, we need to make radical decisions. And, and especially if there's an, uh, this is not what we're talking about here, but addictions to things like pornography, it's important that we make radical decisions to get these things out of our lives. Like um, if you, if a smartphone is what is distracting you, then go back to those bricks, you know, the old phone, do whatever it takes, because the value uh, of a pure heart, of, of, of a peaceful heart is, is is way much heavier. It's like, it's more valuable than, than a heart that is distracted. Because a heart that is focused is a heart that is at peace, a heart that is joyful, and a heart that is fulfilled, that has this gap that you were talking about, this God-filled gap in our hearts that is filled by this love of God. But it starts again with, with um, chastity, about with focusing our hearts on what God wants for our lives. And as you mentioned at the start of the podcast, like chastity looks different for everyone. No yes. matter the vocation, everyone's called to live a chaste life, but that is going to look so entirely different, even between like, you know, your life and my life or then, you know, a married couple as well. Like it's so different no matter what walk of life you're on, but it's equally important. So we made it without too many awkward moments, I hope. A few. <laughs> <laughs> There was a couple of jokes I wasn't expecting from you. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you've learned something. We would love to you know, hear from you about maybe something that stood out for you or what you learned or what you wanted us to talk about. And maybe we can make like a video or a short little podcast on that. So yeah, like reach out, let us know what you think of these podcasts. We love hearing from you and you can do that on social media. So Catholic influences underscore. You can email us podcast at figministry.com and you can also go to the website and see all the other episodes as well so figministry.com forward slash podcast thank you for listening bye and see you next week yeah <laughs>